Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Caden, and to my right, my buddy Jesse. Combined, we make Anti-Fogmatic, a podcast where we describe the sight, smell, taste, feel, and finish of three beers. We aim to provide you with a comprehensive guide to what we love and what we hate. At the end of the pints, we will provide you with The Chosen One, a brew we believe that almost anybody would enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to episode number six, Dry Hops and Dope Labels. This week, we picked out some pretty damn good beers or uh, some pretty cool labels, man. You know, I, you, you talked about the labels, but did you post a picture of them? I, did, I think I, did, I think I threw them up on Instagram. Like, these may or may not be in our uh, our next episode. It's like, hey, we're talking about these dope-ass labels. <laughs> You're only going to hear about them. No, no, I'll post them. I got these. Okay. You know, you know. This episode, we're going to be bringing to you Tahoe Haze, which is a Northeast-style IPA. We'll talk about that. Uh, the second brew that we got going on, Arbiter, from Pullman, Washington. It's a pretty badass name, right? It reminds me of yep. old Halo, Halo days, two. right? <laughs> uh, and then for the third and final beer, we're going to bring to you a collaboration from Belching Beaver and Coronado Brewing. It's a great beer, and I'm, I'm excited to share it. Must have been when my Instagram blew up. Yeah, probably. Probably. No, nah, I don't know. We're not that popular. But this is a, a tooth and nail collaboration, and we'll go over that one for you. News for the future, just so you know. Yeah. Because I don't think I've talked to you about this. Anyone else listening? Uh, we have the 23rd annual Olympic Club Brewfest coming up in April 19th, which is going to be a Saturday. It's going to be out in Centralia, <sighs> which is part of Olympia. Sounds like by that side that you're not going to be here? Oh, no. Where are you going? So, uh, I mean, I'll be in town, but my buddy's coming back from Montana. And it's the last time he's visiting before his bachelor party. I feel you. So I'm kind of tied up. Sounds That's like tough. maybe I'll just drag him there. I'll it's drag only him for a few hours. Him. He's going. It's okay. not like a crazy. I think it ends at five. I think mean, it did last year. But on top of that, we do also have the Washington Brewers Fest, which is pretty huge. It's in Seattle. Uh, that one is June 14th. I'm gonna actually try to go to that one as cool. well. Okay. Um, that one's pretty fun. But I think the Olympia one's better just because it's more local. You get more local to us yeah, in terms of beers. You know. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, But yeah, man, let's go into the beers. I'm so pumped for this one, dude. So first one, tell us about it, man. What is it? It's a Tahoe Haze, man. Yeah. Northeast style Hazy IPA. Uh, I'm just going to go over the label. All right. Oh, we're going to open it. I know. I just want to smell it. So, I I mean, I'm just going to cover the label. Do it. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm going to touch on this first just because. Touch it. um, We went to Comic-Con, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And... I actually bought a, a giant leather-bound book with handmade paper. That's cool, man. And I've been drawing again. So, speaking of labels. Um, but this one is, like, the worst... The the, the beer label, I'm sorry. The, it's, like, the worst-looking winter storm that you could ever be in. But, that or a really good acid trip in the wintertime. But uh, I don't know what... Yeah, I don't. But, I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. Like, you can definitely tell... Uh, Fur tree? Is that am I saying that right? Fur tree. Hey, yo, Doug fir, furry fur. I don't know. Sure. It's an evergreen style tree. It's all blue mountain in the background. I'm gonna assume it's Rainier, um, the Cascades at least. But it's all white and blue, and it's very cold. Um, and it looks cool. I, I enjoy that. I don't know. It's it's not my favorite out of the three. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll touch on that when we get there. But it's a good it's a good label. Yeah, I think it's pretty good too. Uh, one thing I, I found a little interesting, so I've been listening to this podcast uh, by Brewbound, and they do um, popular guests and whatnot. You so it was, promote them on 
I'm not going to promote them. I'm not going to promote them at all. Uh, but it's a great podcast. Uh, but what I thought was really interesting is they were talking to one of the co-owners of Russian River, and uh, they were in the middle for the past few years building this fifty million dollar brewery and whatnot. The rest of the craft brewery craft brewery world uh, has been switching to cans and intense labels, and they actually spoke about that about how like. Uh, the fad or the phase of craft breweries of these hazy IPAs, which is what we're drinking, uh, are bringing this whole four packs of sixteen ounce cans, which is interesting. It's just kind of changing. Yeah, it is. I, mean, I saw a because uh, I'm subscribed somehow. I don't know how on my iPhone to the, the magazine articles thing, and something popped up where beer sales have actually dropped for those major companies again. Mm-hmm. And we touched on that a couple weeks ago. Um, and then, but the microbrews and the nanobrews have continued to skyrocket. Yeah. So, I mean, the little things like that, you know, four pack, 16 ounce, mm-hmm. it, it's part of that. Yeah. Cool label. I, I, perp, I personally buy my beer because of the label. I know. We we had that choice with the dark waters last time. shit was good, man. It was spicy, <laughs> yeah. but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it, man. So, I cracked it open already. I'm going to go ahead and let you do it. But I do want to say, in terms of... I love that sound. In terms of ABVs, we're sitting at a 6.5%. 30 IBUs with a beer advocate score of 4.1 out of 5, which is considered exceptional. So. Be the judge yeah, of that. Great pour, bro. Yeah? You want to talk about pours? about that beer you poured me earlier? It's not on the podcast. It doesn't count. I just put it on there. Super. I mean, it looks fresh. Yeah. Super fresh. Like you would be drinking this in a winter storm. Mm-hmm. Stay warm. It's so good. It looks so good, I should say. I haven't had any. So, about this beer a little bit. So, this beer is considered to be a New England IPA. So, New England IPAs emphasize the hop aroma. Go ahead and smell this stuff, dude. Wow. That is, what's, that is what hops smell like. That is cool. Like, have you ever um, gone on like a guided tour at a brewery and they've given you like a citra hop and you've rubbed it in your hand and then you smelled it? No, because um, the only brewery I've ever tried to get into was Boulevard when I lived I got pretty you. much down the street. Um, and they were so backed up, I couldn't get in and I eventually just moved away. I hear you. Okay. Well, that smell that, that we're getting from this pour, that's that smell, like that pure, fresh, raw, grass. Hot, it, it smells so good. Oh, right? man. So, to continue, the New England IPA leans heavy, heavy on late and dry hopping te- techniques. So, meaning they add their hops a lot later. Cool. That's kind of what, what dry hopping means. And I kind of go into that in one of the other beers, which is kind of cool. So, with dry hopping techniques, it delivers a bursting, juicy, tropical hop experience. And, of course, that really depends on the hops that you're using, which, you know, Citra, Galaxy, Mosaic. Those are going to give you those really citrusy, fruity characteristics. And it works really, really well in this beer. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and take a sip, man. How's your head? Um, none. I poured it pretty good. Yours is good. Then you got about two fingers ahead. I poured straight into the glass. Yeah, I know. So first drink, I personally, I get a lot of the hops in the first few sips. I really do taste the Citra Mosaic hops. Now, in terms of what they included, they used 66.66% citra hops, and they used 33.33% mosaic hops. It's a two-hop brew. Cool. And those are two fruitiest beers, and that's the that's the flavors I get right off the bat. I mean, <clears throat> so I get that burst of the a fruit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know which fruit, but it's there. Um, 
uh, I'm not going to really talk on the flavor, but this reminds me of when we went camping in, in high school. And I, I don't know why. I, I can't say that we had a specific beer that, like, this reminds me of. We were definitely drinking Boot Jack, but... Yeah, okay. So, yeah. But, like, this takes me right back to our sh- like, <clears throat> excuse me, shitty little campground. Because we weren't where we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, there was no worry. I know yeah. you were, like, basically bored waiting on me taking pictures the whole time. I had a good but, time, by the way. <clears throat> like, I don't know. That's what it brings me back. Just a good beer in the outdoors, right? Yeah. Just a crisp, it refreshing was. drink. Yeah. For the pour, uh, medium, yellow, hazy color on the Love Bond scale, I'd go pretty low on this one. I would definitely say probably six. The haziness adds, you know, some of the... Uh, dark clarity features but it is that hazy new england style ipa right yeah in terms of head little rocky little f- fluffy floaty how do you want to word that foamy foamy thank you yeah uh in terms of lacing i'm gonna i know you haven't drank that much but the first few sips of mine dude what's world class like it's all over the place oh, spider yeah. webbing what about the smell what do you get delicious mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be pretty basic that's fine uh, no, I mean, honestly, it, it's like a fresh, it's fresh grass. Okay. So and we've been doing this for, I don't know, 12 weeks or so, right? And uh, for you and I, like kind of coming up with flavors and tastes and smells to what is actually there, we know that there's only two hops, mosaic and citra, right? We've been trying to learn <laughs> a little bit, get a little bit better at tasting them. Do you yeah. taste them in this? Like knowing that it's there, you're you're already with the grassy vibe, so you're getting it. Are you getting that next taste of like, oh, I actually know what a citra hop tastes like? I'm gonna, I, I still have to go with no. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just curious. And I, part of that plays into, again, you cook, I don't, right? You know, to me, a cheeseburger tastes good, whether it's from Burger King or homemade. And I, I know that like one of them obviously tastes better, but I can't tell you what you put in your cheeseburger to make it taste better. Or gotcha. what McDonald's or Burger King has. Like, to me, it's, it's a burger. Like, right? why does like, Grandma's meatloaf taste so damn good? Right? Who knows, dude? I don't know. It, there's knows? something in there. But, like, you and other people I've met can pick out the spice that's in a cake that somebody's made. And I'm just like, cool, it's chocolate. Thanks. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I can tell you it's fruity, it's yeah, yeah. syrupy, it's citrusy, like that, things like that. And I'm, I'm slowly getting there. Like, I never would have picked out grass, you know, on episode mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. It's got that hay vibe. Yeah. It's not a bad way either. Um. So I'm getting there. I don't know. It's just, it's going to take me a little bit more time. Yeah. Um, personally, I mean, I get a little bit of grapefruit. Not not a lot, right? In terms of oranges, you know, I'll say maybe orange. I don't want to go as specific as tangerine or something like that. I'd say more grapefruit. It, it's that tart. It's the tart. Um, does this remind you of the Hawaiian crunk at all? No. In terms of flavor? No, not at all. So in terms of what it was brewed with, from what I've read, passion fruit... Orange and guava. Interesting, though, in terms of, like, the, the flavor profile. So if you, the listeners, have ever tried that Hawaiian crunk, if you try the try this Tahoe Haze, which, by the way, is from Revision Brewing Company. I have not said that, and that's embarrassing. But Tahoe Haze by Revision Brewing Company. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. It, it tastes like the, uh, the Hawaiian crunk. Yep. Thank you. Uh, so if you try it, it's really different in terms of, like, this is a lot more moderation in terms of carbonation. And I think it's because the Hawaiian crunk, you know, that was a, that was a milk IPA. That's, that's the only way I know how to describe it. Like you have your milk, your milk stout. It was, it was a milky IPA. It was very smooth. There was no carbonation whatsoever, but that, 
it wasn't a flavor, but I'm going to use that term anyway, that milky flavor cut out a lot of that extra carbonated I got you. flavor. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. I remember now. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot more smoother. Like, this is bitter. Not in a bad way. Like, Mm-mm. ew, gross. No, it's, it's good. It kicks. Good. Yeah. In terms of mouthfeel, like, <clears throat> it doesn't really linger too much for me. Uh, it doesn't give me the burps. Like, that one with sour that we had a couple weekends ago. Yeah, Dude, that, that was, was terrible. Um, but I will say, like, I know that you're not really getting the flavors, but that flavor profile you are getting from that first sip, citra hop all the way. I can smell it. Yeah. For sure. Like, it's, it's like being in a hay barn. Yeah. Honestly. And it's good. It's yeah. good. It's a sweet, citrusy hay. I think I, I think I need to visit a brewery. I think we should go, like yeah. That. Like, let's make the trip. You know, Spam and act, like, not just go up to the brew house. Like, actually, like, let's go. Let's bring it back to this beer, though. What about it? Talk about the finish. I mean, finish. tell them what they want to know, Jesse. <laughs> Personal opinion? No pressure. You know, it was it was rated excellent. You know, on the, on the scale, four point one. I'm not an IPA person. I would I would go three nine. Cool. Why just, the why the point two difference to be that guy? I, I well, in my job I work with very fine numbers. No, it has nothing to do with it. Um, I'm not I'm not an IPA person. That's all it is. Um, I prefer that milky flavor, like the wine crunk. Um. It's a it's an excellent beer, but this is not one that, if Hawaiian Crunk and this were on the shelf, I would lean towards Hawaiian Crunk. Okay. Now, okay. knowing that it's smoother, less head, it's way more juicy. It is, but I don't care about that. Yeah, you know, I, I like those smoother flavors, yeah. not the tartier flavors. Okay, interesting. Well, you heard it from him, folks. You heard it. It's an okay beer, I guess. I didn't say that. No, no, no. I said it was an excellent beer. I just wouldn't pick it. Does the does the label match the beer? Yeah, it does. Yeah? Yeah, it's uh, very crisp, bitter. I'm not going to use the word harsh. I got you. Um, but the, the label <clears throat> is very crisp because mm-hmm. it's cold, mm-hmm. right? Um, bitter because, I mean, the, the you know, the, I'm sure the wind's going to be biting through whatever clothes you're wearing, right? Ooh. Um. And that's what that label looks like. I mean, uh, it looks like the perfect scenario for me. I'd love to get lost in yeah. a wilderness like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this beer is perfect for that label. Okay. Well, I'm just going to follow it up with this. It's a really good citra-heavy IPA, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. From somebody that enjoys IPAs, it's definitely very citra. Uh, it's pretty juicy. Compared to the Hein Crunk, not as juicy. Um, but I will say it is good. It's got average carbonation, which I think is really great. Overall, I think it's a good beer. Uh, I think the label's pretty awesome. It is trippy. Just reminds me of seeing, like, you know, when Dude, Where's My Car or something. When, like, schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Yeah, yeah. One of those painting things. But other than that, I think it's a good beer. Uh, from here, though, man, let's move on to uh, rotations of the week. Cool. What did we What did we find out? Who's rotating what, man? Any good ones? So I'm doing it different this week. Cool. Um, I'm all about that. You like to hike, right? I mean, it's been a little bit... I've drank a lot of beers over that time, and I've been getting that beer bod. But yeah, I do enjoy the outdoors. So you like to hike, and now I need to get you back into hike. Okay, get it. So I don't know about other locations around the states. Well, nobody matters other than ours. I didn't say that. <laughs> Just um, but in our local area, I, I, I do know other states have this, um, and specifically our Bay Area, where some of our mountain ranges are, and the different sure. islands and everything. Um, you can go to different state parks, do all these crazy hikes, and at the end of the hike, you go down to a specific brewery, and you get beer. 
Like it, it's, it's it's something. It's like an event that you do. You can sign up for it. So you did this trail. Welcome back. Here's this beer. Yeah, you, you get a beer, right? Pretty cool. Um, I'm gonna list off eight, and then I have actually three specific beers cool. that are a part of the rotation. Cool. Um, this is in our sound area. So the Puget Bay. Sound. Yeah, Puget Sound. Um, Island Hoppin Brewery and Moran State Park. Uh, Moran has 38 miles of trails, and then you get to you know grab a beer at Island Hoppin Brewery. The second one is Aslan Brewing Company from uh, the books that are escaping my mind right now. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Oh, I was going to say uh, Twilight. No, <laughs> no, different animal. Thanks, though. All right. Uh, Aslan Brewing Company and Larrabee State Park with 2,500 acres of mountainous land bordering Samish Bay. Yeah. Samish? Maybe. S-A-M-M? No, it's S-A-M-I-S-H. Samish, Samish. Bay. It might be. It could be a typo. It's on that article. I got you. Um, the third one Samish. It's gotta is... Be it could be. Propolis Brewing in Fort Warden State Park. Fort Warden? Fort Warden. So wait, wait, wait. Like, I've, okay, I know you're going through the list, but are these like breweries or beers like in these parks for this event? It's not an event. So these are breweries that are not in the parks, but like, you know, you leave Mount Rainier and then you get to... At, that uh, little town before little Mount Rainier. Right. Oh, exactly. Okay. So it, these are breweries in the towns right outside these I state parks. Okay, that makes sense. That are taking part in this. Um, so Propolis Brewing in Fort Warden. Uh, Fort Warden's not the biggest. They have only 12 miles of hiking, but it's beer, right? Like, Still why would we not go? Miles. Jesus. Uh, Stoop Brewing in Discovery Park. That one oh, is huge. 534 acres. Um, Ghostfish Brewing. And Washington Park Arbitorium, 230 acres. Is the Arbitorium like a rose? Mm, it's tranquil. It's very tranquil. That's what the article says. Is it like the little uh, garden in front of the Woodland Park Zoo where it's like that, uh, it's like a rose garden? It's very tranquil. I can't speak to it personally. Um, I know there's a lot of ponds there. What good are you? Very quiet. Um, I wouldn't say it's a rigorous hike like the PCT or anything like that, um, which is on here. Uh, six would be Snoqualmie Falls Brewery and Snoqualmie Falls. That one's all, it's it's kind of like a resort thing. Mm-hmm. Snoqualmie Falls is great, especially yeah. in the spring, summertime when all the snow is melting and everything. Um, but that hike is fucking brutal. It, I, I did it last year and it's not long by any means, but it is 90 degrees. Okay. It sucks. And... Uh, it's like Mount Eleanor, where it's like the first two of the three miles is pretty chill. Yeah. And then you get to like the number one mile, and you're literally step, 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 yeah, step. Exactly. And then you get to a point and like goats are like, bah. Yeah, like, right. How like the, they... high up am I <laughs> that this mountain goat is banging? Yeah, I, like, I, what? I can speak to this one personally. Um, Snoqualmie Falls is great if you just want to be a tourist and go stay in a hotel and have some good beer yeah. and see an awesome fall. Because to see the fall, you just go down a couple steps. It's all flat. It's yeah. very nice. But if you want to be cool and hike, uh, bring your hiking poles, cool. uh, six bottles of water. There's two benches. Some chewy bars. Definitely some snacks. Um, it's not. It's snacks. 0.7 miles long. So it's not even a whole mile. 0. 0.7? 0. It's that 7. brutal, dude? It's rigorous. No, and I don't think... I'm not I, in I think shape, Jesse's, uh, but I'm not out of shape. You do have grandpa knees over there. I got grandpa knees, but it was the cardio. Like, I was heaving. Like, 
My legs didn't give out. My body didn't give out. I had no air. You know, I'd probably be all right, man. I'm into fitness. I'm, I'm fitness not. Fitness pizza in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> number seven is Drew Brew and the PCT. So that one is Drew Brew. Drew D R U B R U B R U. I think I've seen that recently. Drew yeah. Brew Brewery. And the PCT. Drew Brewery, um, that is a tongue twister. Yeah, the PCT is the Pacific Crest Trail for those of you that aren't around here. That is a very long hike. Hike from um, Mexico to Canada. It's only part of it. So it, it is only 5.5 miles. And then you can visit the brewery Which is and get a the beer. Drop in the hat. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And the last one is Icicle, Icicle Brewing Company and Icicle Creek Interpretive Trail. Yes, you don't have to go to Leavenworth for Icicle Brewing. Caden's face right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I gotta be honest. I live all the way on the other side of the mountains, and uh, the Safeway here just started carrying Icicle Creek Brewery beer. And it's probably not the same. Uh, of course, it's not. It's in a bottle and it's shipped, and it's not as fresh. It's across the mountains, and it's not fresh. But um, so okay. That being said, that sounds like an awesome time. I mean, yeah. We're planning. To, actually, me and my girlfriend are planning to do this this weekend. Yeah. Sweet invite. You told me you didn't I know, hike. I were. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Island, I, I went with number one as for the, for the first beer, Island Hop Brewery. Island Hoppin' Brewery. Um, this one is just speaks to me. The Kamano Coffee Porter. Kamano Coffee Porter? Yeah. C-A-M-A-N-O. So not Commando, Kamano. Kamano, yeah. It's a 6% ABV. Kamano Island, yeah. 35% IBU. No, I'm sorry. 35 IBUs. 6.8 ABVs? Yes. All right, 6.8 ABV is cool. I mean, it's, it's a black beer, right? It speaks to me. It's a porter. Uh, beers that is so roasty and so full-bodied and so invigorating that you'll swear it's coffee. Honestly, right? you got to bring me one, please. I know I hate them, but I really want to try it. Sounds delicious. Number two, I went with the uh, one of the Stoop Brewing hike. Uh, and this one is actually, it's, um, it is a rotational. Okay. It is on top right now. It's the IBU Fight Club Triple IPA. I like the name. Yeah, it's cool. Like, you don't talk about it, but it's cool. Uh, 9.9%. Okay. That's a lot. Uh, and then the last one. I, I had to do the Drew Brew because um, one day I do hope to do the PCT. It's a long off dream that I'm probably not going to achieve. You will achieve it, I believe. Um, so Drew Brew is pretty cool. And that's why I saved this one for last. Because they do a one-and-done batch of IPAs. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, There's different batch numbers, right? Yeah. So they focus on exploring exciting new ingredients. And basically by the time that the, that batch is sold out, they're already working on another one. Okay. So currently, and I'm sorry if this is gone by the time you all hear about it, but they will be on the next one, is batch 394. And again, I'm going to read this. A bright golden colored ale. Bursting with refreshing tropical and citrus fruit, fruit, excuse me, hop aromas. Azaka, Equinot, Cascade, Cryo, and Warrior Hop Extract combine with a Pilsner malt base and rolled oats to create a smooth and bright hoppy ale. 6.8% ABVs and 59 ABVs. Huh. Batch number 394. I think that's pretty cool. That's all it is. I think that, that's cool. I mean, they have a couple of other videos like the German Dark Lager yeah. and ba- basic stuff, but the the one and done was, to me, that was cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I like that, man. I don't know. I just, I'm looking forward to getting out this year. Yeah. Do something different. Sounds like it, man. If I can incorporate beer into it, I'm going to. Dude, I hear you, man. I, I'm an introvert, so it, it, that's how I am. I can't do that. 
I'm into my couch. <laughs> All right, man. Let's finish this beer. Cheers. <laughs> yep. Nice yep. rotation, nice man. I enjoyed it. All right, Jesse. Let's get loose from that juice. Beer I mean, number I'm two. Still trying to get there. I'm pretty excited. Um, I got to tell you, man. I played a lot of Halo 2 back in my day. Yeah, it was, it was the original Xbox. Uh, I think I was a sophomore. First time Xbox Live was... Yep. And it was free? Or, no, 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 no seven ninety nine a month. No, 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 cheaper. Really? Yeah. Damn, dude. It's five bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. Because I, I think pay I paid 15 it. bucks a month for some BS. Anyways. You probably paid 15 for three months. Yeah, probably. Before it was 24. So, the Arbiter... Coming out from Pullman, Washington. The Arbiter by Paradise Creek Brewing. I don't want to be that guy, but Deschutes has fresh squeezed, where it is a juicy hot being squeezed, right? This one's not being squeezed, but it is juicy. I do want to say I love the Sunburst can. Orange, white background, juicy. I honestly picked this one because of the name. Yeah, I, I would have It's dope, dude. Like, it brings back good memories. As soon as I read it, I was like, Halo 2. That's when, you know, I was young enough to be good at video games. I mean, yeah. you know now, we, we play occasionally. I'm terrible. Yeah, I usually think you're asleep sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's accurate. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, you get out of school, what do you do all day? The rest of the night, you, you play Halo 2 or Call of Duty. What I, I used to be good in the Arbiter... I mean, I loved Halo 2 for the online, but I hated the campaign because yeah. it was split. Um, I, I Absolutely. I agree with that. I would have picked this up. Oh, Arbiter? Sure. Halo. Yeah, yeah Arbiter? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so this one, like I said, is from Paradise Creek Brewery out in Pullman, Washington. It's in the east side of the mountains from us. On the can, it says, so many late edition hops. Uh, you know, I'm not a brewer, but I do like to read things on the internet. And, uh, the what? The internet. Okay. You know them interwebs? Yeah. So, what I did learn, right? Dry hops or late edition hops. Dry hopping is the process of adding hops, usually in secondary, to a beer to add more of a hop aroma to your beer. So, that's what I'm assuming that they mean by late edition hops. So I'm going to lay my to this. Because I, I, I don't fully in the, understand. In the brewery process, yeah, right? Yeah. Zero to 100, the beer's done at 100. Okay. Just starting at zero, right? Okay, cool, cool. Let's say, I don't know, I'm not a brewer, I have no idea, right? Let's just say 80%, the beer's almost done, right? Cool, they're going to add hops at that point, okay. as opposed to adding the hop on earlier. That makes sense. And that sense. gives you more of a hop aroma. But before we crack this open, yeah, man. there's um, one of my coworkers, you know, he, he brews beer in, yeah. in his house that's what's up um he was talking about you know one of his recipes where he adds a certain ingredient i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give this away because i don't I, I hope i'm know. not ruining anything but he adds it in the last six hours of brewing interesting i don't know if it does anything i haven't tasted his beer yet um he knows that when he does i'm gonna try it yeah um but it, apparently that from what he has told me again i, I don't brew either that that six hours and that particular ingredient he adds, it's like a saturation of flavor. He pulls it out, bottles it six hours later, and that is one of the key flavors that you get. Could be, right? Like, I mean, again, we don't yeah, know, yeah. Um, but that'd be well, interesting. 
cooking, garlic, for instance, if you add garlic later on, just like I'm assuming this ingredient, you're going to get more of that garlic taste, more of the actual true garlic versus like on the deck and you're like, oh, there's garlic in there. Okay. Versus like, oh, wow, you have garlic fries, right? There's obviously garlic. Because they sprinkle it on top. Right. Right. But if you have a chili, you throw some garlic in there in the beginning, yeah. you know the garlic's there. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it's not like this is garlic chili. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one even better. Do beer it. cheese soup. Perfect example. Right? If you, if you make beer cheese soup and you start with beer, at the end you only taste cheese. But if you make beer cheese soup and you melt your cheese first with a double boiler. Interesting. And then add your beer later. You get more of a beer taste? You get more beer taste. My blown. Um, I do know how to cook beer cheese soup. Cool. So tomorrow? Anyways. All right. The Arbiter, 6.7%. 58 IBUs, where last beer was 6.6 and 30 IBUs. Okay. The Beer Advocate score is coming in at a 3.84 out of 5, which is considered to be very good. A little bit below from what we had previously. Yeah, yeah. This brew is considered a standard IPA. So, Jesse, I don't think you're going to really like it. You never know. You never know. Now, according to... Paradise Creek Brewing. This pairs very well with a messy cheeseburger. So I'm going to counteract what you said last <laughs> sentence. Um, a good messy cheeseburger. That is my favorite food. I have literally eaten cheeseburgers since I was six months old. There's picture evidence of this. I need to talk to your mother. Well, talk to the German that fed it to me. Because that's where I was at. I, I was actually in Germany. Um, any beer that goes with a cheeseburger, I'm, I'm going to drink it. I'm going to love it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Except major companies, yeah, Budweiser and things like that. This is also brewed with Citra and Mosaic hops, okay. as well as Galaxy and something I've never heard of, Sriracha Ace. I could be saying the name wrong. If I am, I apologize. But Sriracha Ace, supposedly, a mixture of those hops gives this beer a punch of pineapple, passion fruit, orange, and lemon. What do you say, Jesse? Uh, I, I was just, you know, I think you're right, Sriracha. So Rachi, using the interwebs to make sure I can pronounce things. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get going on this. Good crack. Doesn't smell as juicy as the last one. Okay. So what about what about like that hay fresh grass cut like flavor? I mean, if it's if 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 you're correct, you know, it's a last minute. I'm gonna throw these hops mm-hmm. in last. Is it there? It's definitely you darker. Know, from I'm your gonna pour. say that I don't think so. Okay. Right. Mainly because. There's four different hops, and it's not just two different hops. Oh. So you're getting more. On the pour, pretty good head, about a finger of head. A yeah. little, little rocky, little bubbly. I disagree. Okay, disagree I with me, man. It's pretty normal. It is. <laughs> you know, the, the last one was rocky. You know, I mean, you look at your head, and it's just like. It is more foamy. It is more foamy, though. This I one's a good, it. even head. This has nothing to do with the continental divide. That's. I mean, that's what I was referencing, so thank you. I got you. This one's smooth. Solid. There's no huge bubbles. Wrong again, kidding. You have almost no head. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I poured mine pretty mellow. But it's uh, pull it up to the light. A lot darker. Definitely can't see through it. It is also a lot darker. Great yeah. observation. Yeah. So the other one I'd say was probably, what I'd say six. I would definitely push this one more to 10, 12 in terms of dark. So it's a little more copper. Yeah. yeah. A little uh, darker tone. I would say it's more of a brown tone than a yellow tone. This to me... Because I'm not an IPA person. When I think of an IPA, when I look at this, I think IPA. Really? Uh, honestly. Yeah. The, the last one was very, you know, crisp and yellow and fresh. Yeah, it was yeah, hazy, yeah. you know. 
But if you were to pour that, I would think more of a hef. In, in terms of color, right? Looking at this beer, because I'm so horrible at looking at things, I'm like, oh, it's a Mac and Jags. That's fair. Again, amber. Yeah. And I, almost. But yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you were to catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to, to, to taste it? Or are we going to look at it? Yeah, let's go ahead and taste it, man. Cheers. Oh, my God. <laughs> As he's drooling. Heavy carbonation. Very dry. Very wow. dry. <laughs> Compared to the last one we had, dude, that is night and day difference. Like I licked sandpaper. <laughs> it's probably not good that we came from such a silky. Oh. Yeah, maybe we should start doing like shots of water in between. <laughs> Clean the palate, made side of ginger. <laughs> it's giving me that like bitter. A bitter face for some reason. <laughs> it's good though, man. I I do like it. Let me try it again. But it is I didn't get bitter, flavor at dude. all. I got sandpaper. That's that's a bitterness. <laughs> and man. that that's a. Please don't take that as the review because. Or even did. as a bad thing. We're we just came describing. from a very fruity beer, but yeah. like I mean, that's like drinking water and vodka in the same two seconds. It's very carbonated. Right? It's very carbonated. Very carbonated. <laughs> it always seems like beer number two is always an iffy one. Like last week, the dark waters, same thing. Man, dark waters is good. <laughs> yeah, but it was still iffy, right? Like, not... <laughs> dark waters was a good beer. Yeah. It just came with stipulations. Like, drink six ounces of this with a plate of cheese. Because you're going to need the cheese to cool down your esophagus. Or, excuse me, your trachea. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Not sure. Right. Uh, to be honest, I don't get any lemon. I do. You know that like really high carbonated like feeling, but it, that also really dry feeling? I don't really know hops that well, but I feel that that's also Galaxy. Like It reminds me of like Sierra Nevada IPAs in a sense. Like They're good. But they're very dry to me. Like, I wonder what... I gotta look it up. Like, Sierra Nevada... <laughs> Sierra Nevada's gotta be brewed with Galaxy. While you look that up, I'm, I'm gonna touch on this. It's carbonated. Um, a lot. There is... I mean, it's a hint. In... It, it's, it's a needle in a haystack hint of lemon. It's there. You are getting some? Just, I mean, just a tiny bit. But they need to up their their IBU rank on this beer. That that's bullshit. Fifty-eight's <laughs> bullshit. Jesus, dude. Hey, I'm go, sorry. Real quick, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> but look at my cup, right? Like I've had three quarters that's of my true. cup. You've, You've talked for maybe two minutes, and mine's almost gone. There at this point, I can't say it's oh, it's because I came from a fruity beer. No, um, it's dry. There's a there's a of lemon <laughs> and it's hard for me to really judge beer because i'm very biased for beer i i enjoy beer in general this is to me what the what the smell of uh sawdust is yo bro you're like i'm so far off right? of flavors i know i'm so literally sorry literally blow my mind like if i was a blind person and you told me that this was the smell of sawdust. I'd be like, what are trees then? But that's what it is, right? Like, okay, so 
you take a you take a, a good Tennessee cedar or a yeah, purple yeah. heart, right? Like yeah, Tennessee cedar though. You can smell best it. Best smelling wood. You, you're right. You can smell it. Have you cut it yet? Nah. Right. So you cut a Tennessee cedar, that sawdust fills the air and you're breathing it in. It's in your lungs and mm. that Lungy. smell that you you smell just from smelling a normal plank of wood is now in your body. And you can taste it. I am one with the saw. And, and that's Dust. weird to say, but unfortunately, yeah. You can taste it's it. No you like that, that cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon pine cinnamon. smell. <laughs> Shut up. Cinnamon. Is, you can, I mean, I don't know. No, I feel you, man. No, you don't. No, I do. I do. <laughs> You're I am making one with fun the of me at this point. The, the feeling you get or the, the smells and flavors you get from sawdust, from cutting wood, because you're, you're breathing it in, is how this beer is for me. I know you can talk about flavors all day long, and you can touch on the different like pieces of food that go into the brewing. I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. I, you know, honestly, I respect that more than anything. I don't want to know what the, what the beer is made of. What do you feel like when you drink this beer? Like I'm working on a wood project. Right. That's honestly the best description for the beer. Like, why don't they advertise that? Like, hey, what's this beer make you feel like? I just feel like I cut down 13 cedars. Because not everyone relates to that. Right. That's dumb. I mean, how many of our friends do you know have a full garage of tools that, you know, at least once a month go out and make something? What friends? Psych. No, I don't know. I have not. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's not like, ah, it smells like a D&D table. All of our friends stand up. My Loki loved you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it does. It, it reminds me of, of, of a wood workshop. I, I appreciate the description. I really do. Because I don't know. It took a long way to get there, but hey, yo, we <laughs> got there. It doesn't matter that's how long what I'm gonna land there. on right there. Hey, it's our podcast, man. <laughs> we can go as long as we want. Shit. Yeah, that's pretty good beer. But um, it is. It, it's dry, lemony. That's really all I got. I can, I can taste the hops. I, they're there. They're a very prominent flavor. Um, Do you get any of the hop that we taste that had last beer? Absolutely <laughs> get not. Nothing, right? No, nothing. the last one is very like fresh cut grass and hay. Um, and yes, I have been around fresh hay. I used to bale hay in the summertime. Um, this one is just dry. And again, I, I, I can't say that enough. But again, we don't know anything about brewing. But it feels like if they were to take a fresh hop that I know nothing about and drop it in last, that's what this is. I think that's the definition, man. Spot on. No, it's a good beer. It's gnar. It's rough, man. It's, it's dry. dry. It's very dry. That's good. All right. Well, it's it's about high carbonation, right? Going from what a riesling to a, a dark red wine. Mm-hmm. If you if if we were to touch those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What were we saying? I kind of forgot, but very copper, very amber. Right? Yeah, good color. Good color. Very hazy. It's extremely hoppy. It's lazy. Uh, lazy. It's a lot more spotty, at least for me, uh, than it was compared to the last one. Mine's the opposite. Um, Mine's very good. Yeah, yours is pretty thick in places. Very good. Yeah. I, I, but I, I had more head than you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, that good could be you. the poor. I don't know. Final thoughts? What do you got? Uh, honestly, it's, it's got a medium mouthfeel. Uh, I don't get any lingering syrupy flavors, no oily finish or anything. It's very hoppy. It's, 
You know when you got you got a sore throat and you drink a Sprite and you're like, Jesus, that felt weirdly good. It hurts so good. No, what? because I don't like Sprite. Okay, a sparkling drink. No. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, for those of you that are kind of normal, uh, you know when you got a sore throat and you drink a Sprite and you're like, oh, that hurts so good. That's like just like this beer. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. So like, Ooh, baby, my my beer drinking is cut back since I've I've had a new job. Um, but if I'm not drinking beer, I'm drinking water. But in the past, because I haven't been sick since my new job, if I was sick, I just drink water. Because to me, that was like the cure. That is the cure. It's literally what you're supposed so to. So why would you drink a spray? Because I'm a rebel. I don't know. Anyways, all right. Your mom cool. told you to back. You know in the what? Day? Let's, uh, My mom did too. It's okay. Let's go to uh, you know beer fact of the week. Man. You have no idea how excited I am for this. Um, so we talked about this last week. Oh, uh, let me let me rephrase. I hinted at this last week. Do you remember when I said Microsoft was pairing with beer companies and using their AI to brew better beer? I do remember hearing that. Yes. Okay. So let me go all the way back to the name of this article can ai help brewers predict how new beer varieties will taste carlsberg says probably that's the title of the article that's pretty boring it's interesting carlsberg's in it though yeah the danish brewer established a laboratory in 1876 a new concept at the time and in 1883 discovered a way to purify yeast that enabled consistent beer production that's a pretty cool fact on its own, yeah. but it's not what we're here for. So, the the Danish brewer, Carlsberg, they're doing this new thing with Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft AI, to be specific. They're using Microsoft's AI to test their new brews. So, <clears throat> there is actually a job, and I, I, I don't know if every brewery has this or if it's just a few major companies, where somebody, like a lead I'm going to call it a scientist, chemist type person gets to sit around and taste beer all day. Sounds great. Um, but from what this guy says for Carlsberg is actually very um, difficult. Because you're going to taste one beer. And then, but the next one you taste five minutes later tastes, tastes exactly the same. And that's because the changes that they have made between beer one and beer two are very minute. So by the time you get to beer, let's say 500, you've had a one, not even, a tenth of a percent change to how they're changing the chemistry of the beer. And you don't notice the change as it goes on. So if you were to have beer one and beer 500 as a purchaser, a consumer, Wow, those beers are completely different. But as this taster, you've had beer one, two, three, all the way down to 500. You don't know the difference because you've had every single beer. And it's such a minute change to the taster, the, the, this lead chemist. That's what I'm calling it because I, I don't know the actual name. Um, head brewer? No? It's not the head brewer. Because um, it's with Microsoft. If, right? When I find it, I, I will tell you um, the actual name. Cool. Um, so basically, it, it, it's a very hard job. You have to be, obviously not me, you have to be able to taste the differences and what's going on with mm -hmm. the yeast and the, like how it's interacting with the different ingredients in the beer. 
Carlsberg is leading the way in bringing AI, Microsoft's AI, to put sensors in their tanks or their, their brewing uh, pieces. I don't, I don't know what they're called. So the computers, these sensors, will actually sense, like, hey, the yeast or the hops are doing this. It's 10% different than last time. Time to pull. Time to taste it. Huh. Right? So they pull it, and, oh, wow, it's completely different than it was last time. It's time to brew Carlsberg IPA or Carlsberg style. Um... They're, it's actually a 36-month project, but they're only six months into it. This is very new. Okay. The reason I looked this up is because I actually saw that you know, Microsoft's commercial on TV, like, mm-hmm. oh, the CEO or lead brewerist person. Yeah, I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. what her title is. I really don't. Um, it was on TV. And I was like, hey, we're partnering with Microsoft. It, it's a promotion program, Microsoft. I got you. Either way, they have actually done this. It, it's a real thing. And it has made the taster's life a little bit simpler. Because he can see on screen visual sensors and changes. And knows what he's looking for. Yeah. So he can taste the different like changes that he's supposed to know that are there. But at the same time, it also makes the company's life easier to know that, hey, five minutes isn't really changing much. Or just a day's not changing much. So they're they're actually getting different flavors of beer based upon what the sensors are reading off of what the ingredients are doing in the brewing tank. So is it to create new brews or is it to become more efficient as a brewer? Both. It is supposed to save them cost of upwards of 30%. So if they're making the same beer, right, they follow the same specs that this AI is telling them to do it, right, at the right time, the right temperature, the right point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, let, I mean, instead of brewing, so, I mean, let's, for easy math, instead of brewing 100 beers mm-hmm. to pull one new beer, because you got to think, every time they brew a batch, that's, if it's a bad batch and they don't sell it, they lose that money. Absolutely. Right? And, and, no, that does make sense. That and really they does. get one good batch. Mm-hmm. Or you could brew 66 batches and get one good batch. Now, I would really like to ask, you know, uh, a head brewer in a sense, like somebody that actually brews, monitors the beers that they're brewing, and ask them how useful that would actually be. And I'm also curious if it starts to take jobs away. The same as self-checkouts do. It's curious. I think it's a great addition. It's a it's a great question. I, I'm gonna add my opinion and say no. Yeah. Because now why? You still have to taste the beer. Yeah. Right. I get that. Um, but the sensors are there to taste your beer. No. No, they're not. Okay. The sensors are there, and this is completely based on of what I read. Yeah. The sensors are there to tell you the science behind what the ingredient is doing. And I, I'm, I don't know if you can relate to that based upon your, your degree, mm-hmm. but if a, if a hop goes through 60% fermentation yeah. or, or whatever it does, I, I, I don't know, um, instead of 61, mm-hmm. the sensor knows that. Yeah. Well, you don't know that looking at the outside of a true aluminum tank. You know, you, you don't know when to pull, yeah. when not to pull, other than 
you're guessing, right? True. You know I mean, um, but there are like some brewers do breweries do have water scientists in a sense, like where people who actually like monitor and actually you know, check the pH, check the alkalinity, uh, and see where the water's at because that's where most of your flavor, you know, in your, in your beer profile comes from. But what are they using? I mean. So is that is it adding jobs text, at that point? Right? Is it is it is it assisting? That's a really good point. Yeah, is it adding jobs? Like who's monitoring this AI exactly sensors? Right, you gotta, you know, someone's got to know how to handle it, right, and operate. I mean, that's a good point. Man. Is it going to be the guy drinking beer all day? Uh-huh. Probably not. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And and again, this is very new. Yeah. This is as of. It's intriguing. Right, let, me, uh, let me find the date to this article. Yeah. Nonetheless, that's intriguing. It is as of March fifteenth, twenty nineteen. That's only, what, a month from now, okay. or, or before this, that this started. It's six months into a three-year experiment. So, but the Carlsbad, just just one brewing company has said... Carlsberg. Carlsberg, excuse me, <laughs> has said that they have gained so much from this that they're expecting a 30% return, or, or excuse me, reduction in spending costs wow. to find one new beer. And I'm assuming that's huge. Oh, I got you. So to create a new beer, they use this AI system to yeah. basically eliminate thirty uh, percent of the cost. Wow. I mean, does that factor in the cost of the AI, or is that is Microsoft fronting that? You know, of course, Microsoft case, probably fronting it. I don't believe so. Okay. Um. But I, I I do know this, and this is a fact. Carlsberg did pay to switch everything over in their technological system from whatever they had previously, which I don't know what it was, to Microsoft. Interesting. So they they did that on their own free will. They did that on their own dime. They moved it over to AI's, or Microsoft's cloud service, all that. And then they partnered with, after that fact, with Hmm. Microsoft's AI to work on this project. Interesting. So it could be a yes, it could be a no. Yeah. Good beer fight, man. I like that. I dig it. Talk about a time to be anti-fogmatic. Because did you see how much it rained today? Uh, yeah. I drove home. It was pretty gnarly. At one point. And it reminded me of the Midwest. I couldn't see five feet in front of my car. Because it's just random like, rain. It was dumping yeah, rain. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm sprinkling. It took and me all this three stuff. hours to get home. Yeah, that's gross. That's what you get because for working past Seattle. And living past yeah, but, Seattle. Like, it, as soon as it became more of a sprinkle, yeah. everyone just stopped. Yeah. They're like, what do we do? I'm like, and drive you 60, live just in drive. Washington. Like, right? Like, Change your tires, rotate them, like, take care of your shit. Of all people. things. <laughs> but a, a perfect time to be anti fogmatic. And I know that's like, oh, it's our name, but like, hey, that's what it is. It's a perfect day right? to be anti fogmatic. It was cold and nasty outside. To have a drink to bear the cold, damp, dark weather. So I just I just thought that was ironic as I was driving home. I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Cheers for beer number three. Absolutely. This is number two. Thank you. I get it, but we're going to move to number two. Oh, number two. Oh, okay. Okay. So, for beer number three, the third and final brew. What do you got? What'd you, what'd you bring us? Well, what I brought us is a collaboration from Belching Beaver and Coronado Brewing. This is a tooth and nail collaboration. The ABVs in this bad boy are 6.6 with the beer advocate score 3.9 out of 5. Personally, I think that beer ever score, epic score is pretty low because I've actually had it. I, you know, I mentioned that in the intro. Like, this is a good beer. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for you to have it. So, 
Is Tooth and Nail a, a separate brewery? Or someone who doesn't I think it's the name. It's the name of the beer. Okay, okay. So I think the beer is called Tooth and Nail. Once I grab the beer, I'll be able to tell you. But Tooth and Nail collaboration by Belgian Beaver and Coronado Brewing. So Coronado and Belgian Beaver are the brewers. Okay, okay. So of all the collaborations that Belgian Beaver has done, they say that this collaboration with Coronado Brewing Company speaks of family. So in order to celebrate that relationship of family, Coronado and Belching Beaver have come together to brew a double dry hopped hazy IPA. Literally, they doubled their dry hopping regimen to create a layering of individual hop characteristics, including Mosaic, Idaho 7, which is also a new one for me. What was the other one? Sriracha Ace? Yeah. yeah. Citra and Moteku hops round out this silky smooth beer. With notes of melon, pineapple, and citrus. You know, I, they have a lot to live up to at this current moment because nothing can be as dry to me or at, at like right now as the Arbiter. That is a dry bitch. Yeah. I got to admit it. But I dig it. So about this can, man. Right? You know, this week is all about the art of the can, the, the logo. I'm going to say right now. Before even talking about it, this is my favorite one. Okay. What? Describe it for us, please. I have to describe it? All yeah, right. you do. So, we have a mermaid and a Belgian beaver in a spherical, I'm going to say jacuzzi. Cool. The Why? beaver's showing his teeth. Uh, hold, I'm, I'm going to stop. Why do you say jacuzzi? Well, just because I want to be creative. Okay, okay. And I don't want to say porthole, I but it, it just looks like they're in a contained sphere. Water. Yeah, I'm assuming okay. it's got to be some nice cozy water. There can be some chilly water. Ew. Tooth and Tail is the name of the brew, right? Cool. He, so, Belching Beaver showing his tooth. Yeah. Mermaid showing her tail. Okay. And by tail, I mean her literal mermaid tail. Yeah, yeah. And the the tail portion, the, the mermaid, that is the brewery of... Which one? I'm assuming it's Coronado. Okay. I mean, if you if you look at it, Belching Beaver and Coronado Brewing. So, Belching Beaver. Well, I don't want to call the mermaid the Belching Beaver, so I'm going to call the beaver the Belching Beaver. Yeah. Right? So, I'm just putting two and two together. But no, that's cool. I will I will say the <clears throat> revision can is pretty dope. Uh, the Arbiter does a good job of a juicy, hazy IPA. But, uh, once again, man, I honestly chose this one because of the can. Yeah. And because of the way it looks. Um. I mean, for me, like we we've had all three now. The revision did a really good job. Mm -hmm. Like it's a crisp, very juicy. You know, crisp. Uh, what was the other word we used? Um, refreshing. Not refreshing. Bitter, right? Bitter. Like, like, like the cold winter season of being in the mountains. Yeah, I got you. That that they did great. Um, but it's very monochromatic, very blue, white, and black. Mm -hmm. if, if if I can use that, uh, Arbiter. I, I would have picked it up because of the name. Um, but their juicy dripping hop was not what I got from that beer. It was a cool, cool totally label. I agree. Yeah. But no. Yeah. The tooth and tail at first glance, uh, it's my favorite one. It's got the mermaid. It's got the beaver. Some art went into this. Oh yeah. Right. Like somebody took some the time. time to draw that whole thing out. The tooth and tail logo of the, the, the can looks like something from an old school pub. Yeah. Like or even the... Lord of the Rings, the the, the prancing pony, like mm -hmm. that's what it feels like to me. Um, I feel like I'm gonna get bit by the tooth and caressed by the tail. Yeah, right. Like it's it's very artistic. They they both have their their pint, you know. 
What yeah. uh, What's pretty interesting is uh, this is actually brewed and canned in Oceanside. And Oceanside, California is actually uh, where I grew up. It's pretty random. That's crazy. Yeah. Actually, just I was, like, I was like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, Oceanside, California. Where, that's where I grew up? Yeah. I mean, that's where I call home, you know, like. Does that huh? make sense? Like, yeah, you know, you know when you, like, you're cool. growing up as a kid, you like, what place do you remember? Like, you kind of reference that as home. I don't. Oceanside's kind of like the place I reference as home. I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I, when I was in high school, I had this thought that I, like, I, I thought I called home, mm-hmm. and it, it was Missouri, because um, we spent the most time there mm-hmm. between um, my dad's duty stations. But now being a little bit older and having been around and being in the army myself. And I've been to plenty of different States on yeah. my own. And when my dad was in the army, um, I don't think I have a place that's called home anymore, but I know where I want to be it's completely separate. I, I to yeah. me, in my opinion, um, I want to be where my friends are. I feel you. And that's because, all, I mean, home's where the heart is, right? Yeah. Right. But there's always that cliche, cliche BS. It is. Yeah. Even though my, my, blood family isn't in this exact state um i'm i'm a lot like my dad where i don't have to be in the same state as my family it, it, it's weird for me i don't know I'm, I I'm different. my parents are the same thing i get it but i, I get what you're saying Let's um, crack, this open. crack it please what's it smell like doesn't smell as juicy as the tahoe which i'm okay with uh first pour Definitely more mellow yellow than anything. Like green? No. Because it's got a mellow yellow vibe. No, mellow, mellow yellow is green, bro. I get it, but it's a mellow yellow. It's not a. So a soft harsh yellow. Yellow. Okay. Uh, love a bond scale. I'm gonna give this about a, honestly, a three. I'd say it's the more pale that it's been. Compared to the revision that we gave a six. Okay, okay. And the Arbiter we gave about a I'm going to go four. Yeah, doesn't matter. I'm going with the... Alright. <laughs> just That's kidding. cool, bro. <laughs> it looks like lemonade. Yeah. I'm, I'm just now pouring it. It looks like lemonade. It's got a good head, man. Really foamy head. Very smooth. Oh, that's... What's that smelling good? That smells really good. I don't remember smelling it. What is that smell? Pineapple. Uh, there it is, dude. Pineapple. Yeah, I was like, that's pineapple. <laughs> you smelled it went in your nose. And you're like, pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> it did, man. It went right up my nose. <laughs> Straight up oh, pineapple. Oh, dude, that is pineapple. Cheers. This Beer number uh, three, I'm Tooth like, and Tail. I'm pretty excited for this Belching one. Beaver collaboration with Coronado Brewing. Cheers, everyone. All right, hear me out. You take... The Tahoe Haze, and you combine it with the Arbiter, and you get the Tooth and Tail. Yeah, we did that on accident, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um I do want to say, I'm going to revert back to my first description of the beaver bite and the caress of the tail. At first, very hoppy, a little bitter, but then that finish. So sweet. So sweet. It's a caress of juicy mermaid tail. That sounds weird. I repent. It sounds exactly the way I would describe it. <laughs> That's pretty good, and I can right? Do that. That's pretty good. Um, I can dig it, man. I do say I love the can, though. The can's my favorite part. 
uh, pineapple would be my second favorite part. Smelling it is delicious, yeah. but I get less of the bitterness. Oh yeah, pineapple really carries the sweetness all the way through. The it, it's very sweet. It's a good pour. Uh, wow. I mean, I I I don't know what to say about this. Let's talk about carbonation. It's pretty. Do you want to say average? Average. Yeah. Basic. So what would average be? I mean, the arbiter I would say is pretty harsh, right? Oh, the yeah. Tahoe is pretty mellow. Uh, I would say this is right ish. in the middle. Mellowish, yeah. It's it, like having a soda in a sense, but not. It's more juicy. It's like having a, a Pepsi over a Coke, right? Okay. Pepsi has more sugar, so it's less carbonated. Okay. Right. Coke is a little bit harsher. It's more crisp. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah. it makes sense. It's a good description. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm really digging it though. Uh, do you get the any other citrus? Any melon in there? No. Me either. No. All all pineapple all day. Do you get any uh, citra hops in this one? I get zero hop. That that. That bitterness of what I would expect from a hop, mm-hmm. what I know the flavor as, isn't there. Yeah. I've had so many beers with Citra Mosaic hops that when there's a different hops in there, I feel like I just like, I don't know. I feel like I can tell or taste uh, the the more harsh bitter of the hop in a sense. It's okay. pretty, pretty interesting. Now, so there is a flavor that I, I don't know. Right, like there's the pineapple sweetness. Which is it is like cool. the pomegranate, like last episode? Look, man, <laughs> it was a long that night. Shit was so it was funny. the middle of my work week. That's fucked up. Anyways. Anyway, the flavor that I was trying to get across was, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not the sweetness of the pineapple. It's, it's a, a muted like. Fruity honey. Like a honeydew melon. Yeah, I guess so. That's the melon a little bit. Okay. Oh, look at them flavors popping you in the mouth. I mean, like, I don't eat honeydew melon, right? Like you You get melon though, right? I mean the only now he's changing his story. The only melon I have ever eaten is a watermelon. I know what honeydew melon smells like. There's probably people rolling in their grave right now. They'll be alright. Probably. It's not the same. You know, okay, you know what my diet consisted of? Yes. Before I met you? No. Meat. Just meat. <laughs> I ate cheeseburgers, steak. Well, there's bread. Bacon. All right, fine. That's super healthy. Bread. Yeah, but you know, I was also the, the thinnest I w- have ever been in my <laughs> entire life. I think the whole health conspiracy thing is, is bullshit. Because as soon as I started eating vegetables, I gained 30 pounds. Whole world. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. I ate meat my entire life. Yeah. I was like 175. Great shape. Met my girlfriend and you started eating vegetables. Hey, man, I like to cook for people. 250. What? What is this bullshit? <clears throat> I don't know, man. Either way, back to what I was saying. Yeah. There's, there's the pineapple. It's very sweet. And then there's that. I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. It, it's a very... It's, it's a melon flavor. I do get it, yeah. yeah. I do absolutely get it. Uh, in terms of color, we kind of mentioned it. Is it more yellow, more pale? Yeah. Uh, definitely lower on the Levamon scale. Uh, in terms of smells and scents, uh, for f- smells, honestly, same as the palate. I get that pineapple instantly. I don't really smell too much melon, but I do smell a lot of sweetness. Other than that, in terms of taste, pineapple, 100%. And mouthfeel. It's a pretty medium heavy mouthfeel because the t- taste kind of lingers in a sense. Not syrupy, but it does linger for me. What about you, Jesse? This is, I mean, 
It lingers for sure. I, I agree with that. But I would definitely say it's syrupy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. it's because it lingers. Okay. I mean, it, why I mean, would it, why else would it linger? Right. You know, it's I get you. Thicker mm-hmm. than a normal like a super carbonated beer, yeah. right? Like, th- yeah, yeah, thick with two C's. Thick with two C's. <clears throat> but um, just hangs in there. Yeah, it's a good beer overall, though, man. I, I, what, what do you do? You agree with the beer advocate scale? I mean, what what was it? Three point nine. Where the Tahoe was a four point one, and the Arbiter was like a three point eight. I personally, the the Tahoe, I would rank second. If 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 it was my ranking, like oh Jesse's ranking, mm-hmm. um, the Paradise would be dead last uh, of these three because it was just so not dry. in a bad way but comparatively yeah, very not, very not different. in a bad way yeah. it just of these three it would be third for advertising a juicy <clears throat> hoppy beer it's definitely I, more hoppy i wouldn't advertise opinion. the juicy part yeah because it's not but it is a good beer i definitely recommend checking paradise out yeah it is now it was a good beer um but tooth and tail for me is first okay because it's different i got you i got you um, when I look at the Tahoe Haze, I think of, uh, it's, it's an IPA, yeah. right? Like it's kind of bitter. It's kind of juicy. It, to me, it's just like every other brew's got one. It's an IPA. Yeah. Paradise is dry. Just come on, Paradise, move on to red wine and you'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> Tooth and Dill is different. Uh, this is the most like Hawaiian crunk. Mm, no, it's not way in, more dry though. Not in the flavor. I'm gonna disagree. It's way more fr- way Absolutely more dry. not in the flavor. No, but, but in like, terms of like the feel of the beer, totally different. When you read off the description of wine crunk of like all these different passion fruit, fruity fruit, flavors, wow. but it's also a creamy mixture. Uh if you were to pick that up and we weren't recording this podcast, I would have told you to f off. I'm not drinking that. You would totally don't, don't even act like that. I wouldn't have drank it. I, the cool. only reason I drank that beer is because we were recording an episode. Too cool for school. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm way too square for that. I'm way too square. Um, but it reminds me of that. Like, it's a little bit thicker. It's got an undertone of that melon, mm-hmm. which to me is the milky flavor. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, and it's got that fruitiness. It is pretty. It is pretty. But I, I, I'm, <laughs> I gotta disagree in terms of like... The feel of the beer overall, like this is more like hoppy. You can feel the hops. You can feel the carbonation a lot more than you can with the crunk. I'm I'm not comparing the flavors. Okay. I'm comparing them as they're so different to me as a beer drinker, and that's why I like it. Okay. I've had tons of IPAs, and that's why the Tahoe Haze is a good beer to me because it reminds me of a lot of other IPAs. The Paradise, you know, the the Arbiter. Paradise is rough. Was rough, but uh, it's not something that I would go back to every time. It, it, it was good, but it, and like you said, rough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna pick it up. Yeah. But the Tooth and Tail is so different to me to my to my normal coffee porter yeah. or milk stout. It was still complex, but it gave you what you like. I yeah. Know, I got you. Like it. it I enjoyed the shit out of it. Cool. I, I mean, I would one because of the can and the art. Like that's an easy guess, mm-hmm. but two because I mean, now that I've had it, I'm gonna go right back to that that flavor, yeah. that that honeydew melon pineapple flavor every time. Yeah. All right. Well, so for you, it sounds like 
top of it, it's Belching Beaver Tooth and Tail. Absolutely. Revision. Yep, yep. Coming out with the Tahoe Haze and then the Arbiter. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I'm going to flip a couple of them. So for me, uh, I think that the Revision Tahoe Haze is definitely one of the top uh, top two beers this week. Uh, Tooth and Tail definitely comes in second. Uh, the Arbiter is a little strong. Uh, it is a good beer, but it is a little stronger in terms of the flavor of the bitter yeah, profile. Yeah. Um, but when it comes down to the, you know, the chosen one, right? The number one beer that, you know, we think that people are going to like. I think people are going to prefer a oh, hazy nice. beer over kind of like that dry, <clears throat> double hot bitter. Um, so you go with Tahoe Haze? I, I got I Tahoe was going Haze. with Tahoe Haze too, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, my reasoning behind that is, you know, because the, the, the point of the chosen one is that it's a beer that everyone will yeah, like. Absolutely, man. Uh, it falls in between both, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's if you like a bitter kick in the teeth, by the Arbiter. Oh, yeah, 100%. If you like that sweet kind of candy, yeah. It's the, the tooth and tail. The sweet, sweet candy. But if you're an average beer drinker and you're, you, you're kind of an all-over kind of a person, you know, the Tahoe's is a good in-between. Mm-hmm. It's a good beer. Yeah. Tooth and Tail's killed it. Tahoe's yeah. really blew me away in person. I, I really enjoyed it. And that, that beer. 58 I've used is, is still bullshit. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, all right, man. Well, that kind of brings us to an end. Uh, so, you know, kind of went over the beers already, but, you know, we have Paradise Creek with the Arbiter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Belching Beaver collaboration with Coronado Brewing out in California, uh, Oceanside and Coronado coming out with the Tooth and Tail. Yeah. And then we have the Revision uh, with the Tahoe Haze. Uh, Tahoe Haze coming out at the top with the uh, uh, the Chosen One, right? If you yeah, haven't absolutely. had it, go ahead and pick it up. Uh, I picked up a four-pack over at Total Wine. You can probably get it in most Total Wines. I don't really know. Um, but I will say this. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we had a good time. Probably one of the uh, longest, most BS and episodes we've had. But I've had a good time. I hope you as listeners have had a good time. It was a great time. And, and <clears throat> just because I'm curious, where did, where did you get the tooth and tail? Where did I get the tooth and tail? Yeah, yeah. I, I got to know. Nah, I'm not going to tell you. I got the tooth and tail at Northwest Beer Works. Thank you. <clears throat> so if you're in and town, it's also, slide over to Beer Works. Yep, they Beer have Works. an excellent selection yep. there. I also did see it at Total Wine, not going to lie. Okay. Uh, cool. Arbiter, I got Total Wine as well. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Northwest Beer Works, Green Olympia, check them out. Great brews, great pub, great place. Um, if you haven't already, head over to our Instagram, over at Anti-Fogmatic Podcast. Myself and Jesse, we do post some beers that we do uh, enjoy in between our, our episode beers. Um, we are doing this bi-weekly, so we will have the next episode up in two weeks from today. Uh, stay tuned for our Thursday release. Again, this episode is going to be episode number six. Dry hops and dope labels. Jesse, close this out, man. You know, that's all I got. Um, you couldn't have said it better. The labels is where it's at. I love the theme this week. You already said it. Check out our Twitter or Instagram. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to that. I am not the main poster of either one of those, um, but I appreciate the love from all of you guys. I do see it every day. Um, I read all the comments. I see all the likes. Um, I don't know. Caden definitely appreciates that as well. So thank you. Yeah. anti Podcast. Thanks, everyone.